What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Khalid. And this is your girl, Jamise. How's it hanging, everybody? Like they're going to answer back. They can. It can be like I'm having a conversation with them because I want them to feel like we are. So, you know, you could like talk to your your phone or if you got us playing through your your stereo in the car you can talk back you know you're not crazy we're having a conversation and today we have a wonderful idea for you today it's a a wonderful idea yes a wonderful idea a wonderful idea yes a wonderful idea (laughs) (laughs) what is this wonderful idea i want to take you on a trip a journey if you will a journey yes Uh on that journey we're going to discuss Transformers and politics. Now, Transformers like the robots in disguise, not uh, that thing that electricians or we have that like converts energy into something safe that go into your home. Okay, that was a nerd joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm just explaining because some people may not know who Transformers are. No, because there was a, a meme going around. Oh, it's in a Transformer group on Facebook I'm a part of. Oh, well, I'm not a part of this group. And the guy was like, his electrical engineering final exam says, name two types of Transformers. And he wrote Decepticon and Autobots on his test. Well, it's a joke. It, that joke, I get. <laughs> I was just trying to be clear because you can't assume everyone knows who the Transformers are. Well, exactly. We're talking about Optimus, Megatron, Starscream, Blaster, um, Constructicons, Insecticons, all the cons that you could think of. But we are going way back with the Transformers. We're not talking about those Michael Bay movies. No, 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 not those. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the 1980s G1 and G2. Now, that film, though. Because, well, the reason why we brought this up. Yeah, about 1986, 85, 86, maybe 87 if I'm pushing it. I would have to look that up later. Mm. But the reason why we this treat is coming in, because Jamise, I won't say it's her first time, but she finally watched it with me, the original Transformer movie. And, I well, one, like I said before, it was one of my childhood favorite films. And I loved it, and I still watch it to this day, and I'm an old man. Well, older than I was when I loved it. And much, I still, much, much older. And man. I still have the um, G1, G2 episodes. Uh, but I, was, I was right, 1986. The Transformers, the movie. It's animated. Oh, man. And, you know, it's, it, it was a great way to bridge between season G1 and G2 Transformers. Get this, it has a 92% for Google users. And on IMDb, 7.3 out of 10. Not bad, not bad. Oh, I'll do that, Michael Bay. I don't know if he can, but Rotten Tomatoes gave 58%. But, you know, that's Rotten Tomatoes. That's Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. This animated movie is, like, deep, though. Well, what did you think about it? Like, what were some of the highlights (laughs) that you liked about it? Let's see if I can recall back. Okay, I thought it was interesting. There's only one girl robot. Um, so I'm not really sure why they would make just one. <laughs> and what was the point of that? But that was kind of odd to me. Um, and then I thought that Rodimus Prime was an interesting character. And I kind of wish they would have brought him into the newer movies. 
you know i i don't know they left out like a lot of big characters in the animated movie are not in the big budget well Michael i think Bay because... movies and i think it would have been pretty cool to have some of those characters well, I think because Michael Bay is banking on the originals and trying to reimagine them for his films, I guess. I mean, it's not really him that's... I just say Michael Bay, he's the director, but he doesn't write the scripts. He's not um, creating the, the content, so I don't actually know who, who made it, but it would have been nice to have seen some of these other characters come into play. In no. some of the films. No, exactly. I agree. I'm not. I I was hoping. Because I don't even remember. Like, I'll be honest. I don't even recall. And this is what I. This guy's when I get real ticks. I don't really recall if I even saw Bumblebee in the animated movie. Uh, he had a really small part. He was okay. with. I slept um, through a little bit of the movie, so I may have missed it. He was in the very beginning uh, when they were running from Unicron, Bumblebee and Spike were on a ship that spotted Unicron and they were going back to Earth. Oh, okay. Okay. But I think they died. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe they did it. That's like well, they were the probably catalyst for the movie Bumblebee. Well, um, you know, that was that mo- that's, that part where Unicron, I don't know if you remember Unicron, ate that planet. They were kind of on that okay, moon base so that this, planet. Okay, so you want to talk about, and I'm just going to briefly bring this up. Like, what was shocking me about this movie was that there is a giant alien robot, like, huge. Like, he is big enough to eat a planet where other alien robots live. Like, that's just crazy to me. There's this thing. When you think about, like, space is massive, right? But that was, like, the craziest thing to me. This giant alien robot was eating planets that are full. You know, you guys do remember how big Transformers are. So just imagine the planet that they come from and where they live. And there are multiple planets like this. And this giant robot is just eating them. It's like crazy. It's insane. <laughs> well, and the biggest thing is one of the big like arguments between G1 and G2 followers. is Okay. He didn't even explain generation one, generation two. That's what we're talking about. Okay. So generation one is the one that everyone knows. Optimus, Megatron, Starscream. Uh, Soundwave, Bumblebee, Bumblebee Dinobot. Mm-hmm. These are the the individuals, the characters that people. But can know. we really call them Generation One though? Because if Unicron came before all of that, isn't he like the OG? He's like the original generation. Well, I'm just trying to say that <laughs> it's um, in the whole grand scheme because it goes by leaders, primes basically. So you had Optimus Prime. And then when Optimus dies. Is he the first Prime? No, he's not. Okay. So, okay, but we're talking about generation one and two through, that's all we have now. We only have these generations, but they're actually not one and two. They're yes, like, they're, they're not the real generation right, of Primes, right. if you will. They're the most current generation of Prime. Of of the show that we know and Like love. Gen X and the Millennials. Like yes, this. basically. Okay, got but it. But we're got not it, going back it. to the 1920s and talk about the greatest generation, you know? Right. We're just going with Gen Xers. I mean, because technically this cartoon would be Gen X. Uh, gen, uh, generation two of the Transformers would be more like the millennial. Pretty much. Along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the one thing that I really wanted to bring up because you, the biggest fight between G1 and G2 is leadership. And what it boils down to, who is the uh, good leader? If you came along to G2, you knew Rodimus Prime and you were really into Rodimus Prime. 
and you kind of uh, they had to bring Optimus back to keep bringing you know the early viewers back because when that movie came out, it basically was like Star, the new Star Wars killed off all the old, let the past go. Right, right. And move on to the new right. toys, if you will. Absolutely. And now, so you had Rodimus Prime, who was the leader, and everyone hated because in the movie, spoiler alert, just in case you've never seen Transformers, the movie, um, when Hot Rod, when Megatron and Optimus were fighting and it was... One, st- one shall stand and one shall fall. Uh, that point in the movie, Hot Rod comes in and tries to, uh, Megatron is asking for forgiveness and mer- mercy prime, mercy prime. and But he's going to pull out a gun to shoot prime. Rodimus, uh, Hot Rod, tries to stop Megatron from sneaking one on Optimus, but right, but the Megatron takes him hostage, and Optimus doesn't want to hurt him because Megatron's holding him hostage. Yes, and, and so with that lack of pulling the trigger gets the hero, the John Wayne, killed. But Megatron is severely injured at this point. Oh yeah, severely injured, and like I think he's near death. Yeah, pretty much. But that's what I'm trying to say. Suffering from fatal wounds. So then it was crazy because (laughs) I know you guys are probably like, this is so silly. But so they (laughs) basically all this kicks off because they, um, I guess the, the, the Autobots were trying, they they had this, this place on earth that's like a base, right? And they were going to this base, but then their ship was intercepted by the Decepticons. They killed everybody, everybody on, on the ship. And then, um, what, so then they got, when they were coming into the base on earth, it was a ship that was taken over by Decepticons. And they jump out and they start fighting everybody. You know, they're destroying everything. And they're like, oh, no, we're all going to die. Or they're trying to escape, you know, because they couldn't stand and fight anymore. And then Optimus Prime came with some backup. And then that's how this all went down. So then after Megatron faked like he was like, oh, please, I really want mercy. And then he, he fatally wounded Optimus. Like, then they, the Decepticons all, like, escaped. And then... um they, the rest of the Autobots, they, they took off and they took Optimus. And then Optimus, he he's dying on the ship and they had to take his, um, what's that thing called? The Matrix of Leadership. See, I, I got all crunk all of a sudden about this <laughs> this movie. Guys, when I was watching, I was kind of like, what am I watching, right? But so he takes it out his chest and he like is going to give it to... um Ultra Magnus. Right, but Ultra was like... I guess I don't really want it or I'm not worthy or No, he just says know. he's like, No prime. I'm just a soldier. So he's like, I'll just hold it for you. <laughs> like, like I'm not really sure. Well see the reason why I Magnus, because you know, well basically Ultra Magnus was another diesel ship, you know, a diesel truck. And they rode together. So they're like homies and he's like, Well, you're a good soldier. You follow, so you need to be the leader. Right, but he's like, nah, I, I, I don't have that leadership quality, man. Like, no, it's too much pressure. And so that introduces the next scene when it flips to, you know, well, sorry, no, that that we we were already introduced to Hot Rod. But, right. Um, I mean, we were introduced to Hot Rod right away. He's like running around, having a good time with that fishing kid. Fishing with the kid. Yeah. But that's what I was trying to say. And Hot Rod is like the slacker, the new gen uh, millennial, if you will. Who doesn't seem to work hard? He always plays hard. He just want to have a good time. He doesn't really. No, because want to... his life wasn't that serious, right? Because they were kind of in the um. 
almost like a weird piece. standoff with yeah. the Decepticons, but they they start. So while Optimus is dying, right um, on the other end, the Decepticons they escaped on this um this ship that's actually another. Uh, they escaped robot. on Astro Train. Yeah. And so they and he was tra- like, oh, y'all are too heavy. So you got to. Well, hold on. The reason why they were too heavy. OK, this whole war kicks off is that they're fighting for energy, energon cubes, which mm-hmm. is made from Earth's natural resource, okay. oil, gas, water, uh-huh. Uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. OK. Electricity. Okay. And so they were invading Earth to, to get the, ener- the energy from there because they needed to power Cybertron to take it over. OK. Now, mm-hmm. when that all kicks off, they but have to go back. But that's what was confusing to me about it, because I didn't know that there were several different planets of robot aliens. So yes. I was like, why are they so concerned about this one planet, Cybertron? Cybertron is just one of, like, many. No, no, no. There's only one Cybertron. But there are different robot planets. Like, they had the, um, the one, like, oh, so I they're, so, they're, so they're, like, a different type of of alien robot yes okay and, now and unicron and unicron which is devour the devour of planets was right eating the planets just, for their energy just, right right i got it okay now it makes sense now it makes sense okay so cybertron is where those so cybertron itself has been in a civil war but yes. there are other robot alien planets that have not been involved in this yes and those okay. that got caught up in it they got to pick sides Right, yes, and right. that's why they had the moon base for the Autobots and stuff okay, like that. Okay, this makes sense now. So All think right. of it like more like an intergalactic auto mm-hmm. uh, transformer treaty. I guess it was going right. on. Right. Okay. Okay, I get it. So space is full of robot aliens. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's that. So just oh, like Star Wars, say the, the um, space is full of white people. The train. Um, so why was it so heavy? Oh, because they he was running low on his. They his need Energon, his fuel. He needs right. Energon. He needs and they energon didn't steal fuel. any because they were trying to escape. Yes. Right. And so they're like, well, to make it all the way back to Cybertron, we need to get rid of dead weight. Right. So they threw out the other. Um, the other Decepticons who were injured. Or dying. And dying. So and supposedly Megatron is like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not that bad off. But they threw him out anyway, because um, what's his name? Starscream. Starscream. Starscream is a shady dude. <laughs> like, oh yeah. But you saw it. I mean, they like touched on this a little bit in the Transformer movies. But Starscream is like, he's all about himself. And for the time being, he has to be under Megatron. But he 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 don't think Megatron. Well, I've always Megatron's said Megatron's BS. You know, in his opinion, he's. Well, like, I've no. always said this. If Starscream always wanted to be the leader, right? And he never tried to really do an a coup. Right. Mm-hmm. Why did Megatron keep him as his right hand man? Because keep your enemies closer. That's a no duh to me. But the, also the thing is, Starscream could not be the leader because nobody like him. You know, like he's he's not likable. Nobody likes him. So that's why he really could never um, overtake Megatron's place because he couldn't get that kind of loyalty from and anybody. So else. to speed up this whole recap, you huh. get um, <laughs> Megatron. He's floating through space, dying. He comes across Unicron. Unicron changes him to the villain of G2, which is called Galvatron. Yeah, so Unicron makes him really strong and evil, but also like a puppet to do what he wants him to do. Yes, because... He doesn't give him a choice. Basically, it's like, you either do it or you die. Yeah, and Megatron's (laughs) like, no, I want to live. Yeah. 
you know, he makes that deal. Of course. And and the whole crazy thing, but only the matrix of leadership can destroy me. And so he needs He wants he wants a Megatron who's now Galvatron to go and steal that. Yeah, to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And and well, to go home, um, there's all this stuff that happens. You bring in and since they're trying to fight off, there's this whole, you know, bouncing from planet to planet. But inevitably, it comes down to Hot Rod proving himself because, oh, but because Prime says in our, uh, the darkest Matrix, hour, the Matrix will light our darkest hour or something like that. And Yo, dude, Optimus was always inspiring. You know, he always gives the good speeches and you know, so. he had the best lines. People followed him. People were loyal to him, and oh, I think well, that's I mean, what made Megatron so angry was that he didn't have that kind. Of, but you know, what is there loyalty amongst thieves, right? Like you oh, can't yeah. really, you know, when you're the bad guy, there's not much you can oh, do but threaten people. Here's a side note. Side note: Once upon a time, in one of the um, earlier comics, you had they told the story about early Megatron and. Optimus. Well, before Optimus became Optimus Prime, because you can only become Optimus, you can only become a Prime once you were given the Matrix of Leadership. Right, right. And when he was Orion Pax, he was like a clerk or something. (laughs) He wasn't even a soldier. He was like a a filer. And he then would he then would go and hang out with his buddy uh, who was Megatron, who was this rabble rouser. Kind of like this revolutionary character trying to fight against the leadership of not really fight, but he was protesting against the leadership of Cybertron and didn't think it was good leadership and that it was he kept it was like the Superman two issue where you had oh, I'm talking about Christopher Reeve Superman two where you had General Zod talking about the now you you guys know I got quiet because I'm like he. Khalif is then taking this on a whole no, no, no. Gen X train. I just can't follow him there. Oh, I don't no, know what you're on, talking about. On. This is what I'm saying because okay, okay, let's 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 take it to Zack Snyder because it's the same issue. General Zod basically says that the planet is being destroyed and we need to find a new place. And so Megatron in the comic book was trying to explain this to the leadership, but they were really like, "You guys, you young bucks, don't know anything." Which inspired him to revolt, but he wanted Orion Pax, his buddy, to be a part of the revolution with him. But then, I forget the prime, was it Vector Sigma? I don't actually remember, but gives him the late Matrix of Leadership. He's a full-on nerd. So, and (laughs) go to hell. And then he becomes Optimus Prime. That was nice. Oh, oh, Orion is Optimus Prime. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, well, I just, you know, I'm trying to, you, you guys understand, you listening out there, you understand. I'm just trying to cut him, you know, short so he get to the point. No, no, no. So the whole point of this <laughs> is that um, Orion Pax was a good guy who was just a, a clerk, someone who worked in the filing office, who became this great leader. And and the whole point of this whole, well, how did, well, you may be asking, what does Transformers have to do with politics? Right. Actually, they weren't asking that yet because I don't think we really set up. That's where we're taking this. So, okay, that Transformers movie related now to U.S. politics and go. (laughs) Well, you may be asking, what does this have to do with U.S. politics? But you weren't. Well, for the simple fact that you have the two (laughs) different leaders, you had the two different styles of leadership for the Autobots. You had um, 
Optimus Prime, who was kind of like the wartime leader. He had right. to make he had to make good decisions that was right. best for the entire group mm-hmm. at that moment. He was a soldier. He was like George Washington. You know, this yes. is we are in survival mode. We're in survival mode. We need to do what we need to do and to survive. Rebuilding. We're gonna try to rebuild what we can and put together what we got left and move forward. But then you had Rodimus Prime. Once Hot Rod got hit the Matrix of Leadership, he became Rodimus Prime. He was the more diplomatic leader because once the war was over, there was no war to fight. So he had to manage diplomacy between different planets, working with Earth, working with those other robot planets to make sure everyone is in harmony. So, and that was kind of the big thing. And and, and the underlining thing was that Rod, Hot Rod or Rodimus Prime was still a young guy with all mm-hmm. this weight on him. He didn't really want to be the leader, but he was chosen by the Matrix of Leadership to be the leader. So today's politics? How it <laughs> results in today's, how, how it relates? Well, look at the presidents that we have. Usually, like the current president is more like, I don't want to say he's an opti- he's more like Optimus in wartime because Optimus is way smarter than that. He's trying to create a war. He is. Maybe. I'm not that's sure. More like, but he's more like Megatron, if you will. I would say he's more like Starscream. Well, he he has no one above him. That's what I'm trying. Oh, okay. No, Starscream after he killed, <laughs> after he thought he killed Megatron. Let's pretend like, because, you know, Starscream, nobody like him, but everyone was respecting him and they coordinated him and everything because they know what else to do. They need a leader, right? That's yes. how it feels like with Trump. Like, nobody really likes him, but because he's the guy who's, who's a leadership, uh-huh. all the Republicans fall in line behind him and just like, oh, hail king, you know, because they don't know what Sick else to hail. do. Oh, well, sorry. he wasn't a king, but... Oh, I know. I'm just trying to make him... But no, but that's what I'm saying. And so it was just like, you had like... Oh, to me, President Obama wasn't a wartime president. He was more like Rodimus He's Prime. He's a Rodimus Prime. He's like, let's work through this with diplomacy, even though we were at war during his times. It's kind of like a combo between Rodimus and... Uh, Optimus. Yeah, yeah. And I was just saying, we kind of need more... We're not really at war. We need more of a Rodimus-style... We definitely could use more diplomacy. Like, we just, our communication has completely broken down to the fact where we have it so bad that Republicans and Democrats can't even talk to each other, let alone other countries, right? So everyone is, is, what's going on with America? I mean, America has their hand in everyone's pot. You know, we're involved in all these different trade deals. We're involved in all these different organizations around the world. We are like the diplomacy corner block. And we can't stand up because we don't we don't have anyone in our State Department who who knows anything. So that we're just we're very very weak right now. And if this was a cartoon, this is when we get attacked oh. by like <laughs> some alien force would attack at this point. Oh, you're quoting um, Independence Day at this point? No, I'm not. Oh, just asking. <laughs> Where what what part would I be quoting at this point? We will not go quiet until that good night. <laughs> No, I'm not even at that. Like, that I'm just was when joking. we all got together. Like, <laughs> But no, so the whole thing is, so you had, like, the different presidencies, especially right now, when you look at the fact that everyone is criticizing Obama right now. Oh, well, maybe the Republicans are criticizing Obama right now. Everything is Obama this, Obama that, Obamacare. Well, basically, they said during this administration, all these people were on um, food stamps. All these people were unemployed, blah, blah, blah. But what people don't understand, because people are really, 
really and I'm not talking about my listeners because you guys are really smart. Short term. But people are stupid. They think the economy can be turned around in three years. Oh, I'm sorry, no boo. That rebuilding process started a long time ago, finishing W. Bush's presidency and into the eight years. So basically the Obama administration saw our economy through the hardest, most difficult times that we have seen since the Great and Depression. And the stayed afloat. And we kept it going. And so the thing is, is like, of course, the next president is going to reap all those benefits of that hard work. But it's nothing that he's done that has created that to be I mean, so. Let's, let's point be out, honest. Let's point out, he said he was going to build a wall. The wall fell down. The, the wall, wall fell, fell down, down on the Mexican side. He said he saved all these HVAC jobs, and they still he went to Mexico. The, the factories still closed and went wherever they were going to go. He said that he, he created these jobs. Those jobs came from the previous those, administration. Those jobs were in creation based on the stuff, the, the bricks laid in the previous administration. So I just, I, I hate that people, and it's weird because my dad explained this to me way, way back when we were doing the giant bailouts of the banks and the auto industry and everything. And I said, Dad, you know, this is so bad. We have no money to do this. Why are we doing it? And my dad said, because he understood economics better than I did at the time, and now I've come a long way. But he said, Jamisi, you won't see it right away. But in about, you know, because these things take time. In about eight years, all that is done now, we will be reaping the benefits. And right now, that's the case. You know, our stock market is strong. You know, our buying power is strong. But the thing is, is that we have to be careful because the stuff that President Trump is doing now with trade deals and whatever, we won't feel it now today. We will feel it in three or four years from now. And it's going to be painful. Because I'm just saying, you guys, stop living in the this. present. It's not that's not how this works. Because think about this: we had those free trade agreements, right? Like, let's take it back to 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Those free trade, or what? Not NAFTA. I don't know what it was called, but you had the free trade agreements between, let's say, um, America and Korea, right? I know that one came about, I want to say, 2011, 2012. I remember because you were in South Korea at the yeah, time. Yeah, and they were really protesting it, but after it all went through, it actually worked out. So and that was excellent. And it opened up more, so you didn't have those tariffs on Hyundai, Hyundai, or you know Korean-made products in America, which op- which boosted those sales. Right. And also, it had um, you saw more American cars, right, being driven. Trade in South has Korea. to go back and forth both ways. Agreed. I'm totally on point with that. I do agree that China is is not holding the end of the bargain. And they're suffering, and now they're suffering because they're fighting off corona, and also we have no new trade deals going with them, and other countries are now hitting them hard. So I just feel like, but we should have all come to the table together to address what China was doing, instead of just saying, like, no deal. I want all these deals thrown in the trash, and I want to make new deals. You know, I mean, you need to have a game plan going in, not just go into a meeting unprepared. Like, that's all it is. It's like Trump is just this guy who just flies off at the handle. And that's how people saw, um, you know, when Rodimus was just hot rod, he was that kind of personality. Yes. You know, he just do whatever felt like he wanted at the time. He was impulsive. Now, very as you impulsive, grow into young. leadership, you should be evolving and changing. And we just haven't seen that from this current presidency. And it's it has just infected infected and i'm going to defend rodimus a little bit because even in the g2 cartoon our transformers g2 generation Uh they still kind of 
put him off like when Optimus was r- risen from the dead to boost ratings and <laughs> he had to give the Matrix of Leadership back. He was like, woohoo, Hot Rod is back because he all that weight of being the leader came well, off of him. It is a hard job, which is why you need to surround yourself with people who are willing to help carry that load and do their jobs. And also, I will tell you, I will tell you people this. If you go back, look up Hot Rod. Look how young he looks as Hot Rod. But then when he becomes the leader, Rodimus Prime, how so, aged he so looks. So funny. This is so cute. <laughs> I'm just saying, look look at that. Look at the age that it comes with being a leader. Mm-hmm. I got more gray hairs from being a leader. And that's just, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> wow. Just wow. I'm just saying, folks. But look at the current political, and, and, that, and that being said, segue, look at the current political climate. It's a mess. Oh, it's a mess. Someone needs to go and clean it up. Oh, man. They asked Hillary a few weeks ago about if Bernie gets a, uh, the Democratic ticket, would she back? And they said, no. Oh, my Bern- my friends no, or Bernie supporters were pissed. That's not exactly how that went down. I did want to do some more research into that for another oh, show. I, but that's not how that's not exactly how that went down. That is not. Oh, well, why don't you say how it went down? Well, because I really really don't know, but I do know that, like, some of the stuff she was quoted as saying is not current. It's stuff from her book and the new documentary. So, well, I was quoted in the New York Times. They actually interviewed her and they were talking um, about. Um, I don't know if that's like recent stuff. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to discuss it because I don't, I don't have the, the evidence. Of of the entire conversation, so I I I, I can't comment on it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. I can't comment on it. Well, then I'll comment. <laughs> um, well, long story short, it was just my Bernie friends were all upset. And her, Bernie Bros. Yeah, I don't know what they call Bernie. They call them Bernie Bros. Bernie Bros. Yeah, Bernie Bros. Sound like a bad porn name. No. It does. No, it doesn't. Bernie Bro. No, Bernie Bros. Sounds like you know frat boys. That's basically what they're saying. Like, cause they're like crazy for Bernie, so they're like frat boys, Bernie Burrs. And they were just kind of like, we got into this whole deal, like, they were talking about how Hillary is such a, um, uh, what's the word? I, I, I lost the word, but you know when someone, they're, they're a sore loser. They're a sore loser, and she just needs to fade off into the distance, and no one should ever hear from her again. So unfair. And I like well, don't dude. tell a woman when she can and cannot talk. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I was, and once again, I was called to defend Miss HRC because if no one will, I will. And I, I had to tell these people, I was like, well, you know, let's look at this reasonably. She did win the popular vote. I do think what she was referring to is that in the documentary, she did say that Bernie, nobody likes him on the Hill. He had no one to support him. And that she feels like America has been bamboozled <laughs> by him. And she feels sad about that. And I was like, but this is true. You know, he he has had little support and it's going to be another divisive presidency under him. Although, although I think it'll be a hundred times better than what we have now. And it is totally fine if we get nothing done, in my opinion, as long as no one's out there trying to cheat steal, lie, murder, whatever they do to stay in power, which is what we have as King Trump. <laughs> I was, I feel like anything is an improvement, like legit. And anyone, anyone, I'd even vote for a British person at this point. Hell, you I'll see? put Jimmy Carter back in there. Uh, 
Jimmy <laughs> is good where he is, a poor old man. But I just, I feel well, like. Well, let's say this. If, if you had to choose between Jimmy Carter and Donald Trump, who are you going to choose? Well, hopefully Jimmy Carter has a VP because he will die in office. Well, I know he's really wood. old right now, but I'm just saying. I know, I'm I think he's saying. like 93. Yeah, he's real old. He's real old. <laughs> Not no. saying like that's a bad thing, but he lived. No, it's a long not a life. bad thing. It's it's amazing. But he did say that if he had to be president in his seventies, he doesn't know how he would have done it because he, he was old. And we're looking at some very old people about to be president. But well, it's let's hard. look at the candidates so far. So we got who's left? We got Joe Biden. Oh, Joe. Joe, just drop out. Just drop. He just, might just, after just New stop. Hampshire. It depends on how hard he gets hit in New Hampshire because he did not win the caucuses in Iowa. That was between Bernie Sanders and Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Buttigieg. I don't know why people struggle to say his name. It's Buttigieg. Like, just don't look at how it's spelled. Just no, listen to it's, how it sounds. You know why they... You, okay, no, that's like the slickest insult that you can do to someone. Everyone's heard your name. You know how to say it. But then you purposely mess it up. Oh. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I wonder Buddha, what his husband's last name is. Buddha, Maybe Buddha, he could have changed it. Buddha gig. What is your name, boy? <laughs> Say your name, boy. They just call him Mayor Pete. And see, and that's also that's like what like in that in that um, what was that stuff you should know? Was it stuff you should know? I don't know. You, you no, no, no. Marijuana, Pepsi. Uh, no, that was actually Freakonomics. Yeah, sorry. On Freakonomics, there was this woman named Marijuana Pepsi. Doctor Marijuana Pepsi. I don't know her last name. Pepsi is her middle name. And when she was going through school and they kept calling her Mary and her mother was furious. She's like, don't you ever let them change your name. Marijuana is your name. That's your name. Be proud of your name. And so when they, Mayor Pete, because I don't feel like saying your name, lazy bastards, ah, say Dr. his Marijuana, name. Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke. Yeah. Because like, yeah, the Van Dyke show. <laughs> but no, but I'm just saying when they call him Mayor Pete, that's sort of just like, they're just sideways insulting him. Without we're trying to no, sound. No, not. Hit. He said that he wanted to be called that, and it's fine. So don't read. I'm talking about else media. I'm talking about the media. If they can't don't say his name, don't read anything else into well, it. Well, I'm reading into it because this is my show. <laughs> so, anyways, so Joe Sanders, Buttigieg. Well, go away, Buttigieg. Nobody likes you. Uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, what do you think about it? Um, I think she's one more woman. Give me a second. Time to name all the ones who are left. You just maybe forget. I know Andrew Yang and the other. Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, and I kept calling her uh, the billionaire from New York. He's still in it. Um, Bloomberg, that? Mayor Michael oh. Bloomberg. Oh. Um, I think that covers it for the people who are still in it. And so, who are you liking so far? Um, I was part of the gang gang. I think I said this in the last episode. The and I feel game. really, yeah, I feel really, really upset that he's not getting more media and support because Andrew Yang has some really awesome ideas. He's been putting this stuff into practice. He is not for the political realm, but he has helped people who are. He's all about, you know, rebuilding the nation. And I'm really all into that, not left, not right, but forward, you know, because I'm tired of us going like, oh, you have to be this way. You have to believe this way. It's like, forget all of that. How do we get our country to move forward and stop reliving the past over and over and over? It's exhausting. Oh, it is. Let let that let that go. Follow let Star Wars. Let dead dogs die. <laughs> 
or lie let dead dogs lie you know because it's like we just flipped all the way back we're all the way back now again the 50s with civil rights and all the clans coming out and all and i said you know i'm just it's exhausting you know my grandparents fought this fight my parents fought this fight i'm not one to be fighting this fight let's move forward we had to half-ass fight this fight in the 80s with the crack epidemic that that was my parents why i said my my parents oh my bad (laughs) yeah you know just say no Yes. Just say no. Yes. And now we got the opioid. The opioid. Y'all, tell them. Just say no. But here's my thing. Or get the chicken program and, back. And we're going, we are going, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that chicken thing. We are going to have to have an episode where we talk about the opiate crisis because I have a lot of opinions about that. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. No, of course they do. That's why they tune in to hear us discuss these things. So, um, well, Khalif, who are you backing? Who Who has your vote right now? If you were caucusing for a candidate, who would you caucus for? Oh, man. I would caucus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have a friend Biggest. named Biggest Dickus. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Um, I just, the, um, I just watched Python Monty Python. From, um, Life of Brian. Yes. Classic. I have a friend named Biggest Dickus, <laughs> does that make you laugh? <laughs> it does. It, it does make me laugh. So sorry, Emperor Pontius Pilate. I think this is hilarious because you have to be making this up. See, his character, though, speaking of leaders, his character that felt it's just ridiculous is Donald Trump. Like, legit, you know. Donald oh, Trump yeah. would lie and say, oh, yeah, he's my friend. And then it's like, oh, but then, no, that guy's not my friend. Even though he has a hundred and some odd pictures of us together. He's been invited to my house. He's got videos of us hanging out. Oh, I don't know that guy. I only met him once or twice. Because <laughs> his friend is named Biggest. Biggest. Oh, okay, so who would you caucus for? Oh, I would promote my caucus for. Well, it depends. I'm going for Elizabeth Warren right now. I was, but she don't look crazy. I like her craziness. Yeah. Was I right mean, up your alley. Oh, yeah. Like Sally. a woman who's like real, just out there, just passionate, out there. passionate. Yes. Sally feeling it, not without my daughter. It, yes, you yes. know, just not without my country. She, she's all in. But if it's Klobuchar not her, reminds me the most of HRC. She, which does. I don't know, if that's a good or bad thing. But for me, for me, it's a good thing because of how she's very, she's like a stable genius, like a real stable genius. That is what he says it. I know she's not she's not a character. She's actually yeah. coming off as just a regular politician. She is, she, but she knows her stuff. You now, know. Andrew Yang to me is more of a novelty. <sighs> no, no, no. This is the reason why I'm saying I'm not saying like it's bad. I'm not saying because he's Asian novelty. I mean, because he's not a politician, right? I hope he gets. He's the Ross ABP. Perot. He's the Ross Perot who's jumping in. Who's a businessman? Actually, has... Bloomberg would be the Ross Perot. No. Nah. I'm just. That's because you don't know this. Mayor Bloomberg. No, I don't know that. And that's I, a shame. I'm, you should. <laughs> I don't know. Don't care. But um, but no, I'm just saying he's the guy. He's hip. He's young. He may buy our presidency, so you should. He care. may. He he yeah. he got the cocks in his in his corner. And again, guys, I don't mind if he does. Be like whatever. <laughs> the cock brothers. You no, know. the Koch brothers are not going to be <laughs> on the Democratic side. There's only one left. I, I mean, it's not one left, but there's just two who are evil. I know there and are one Koch. of them died. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but no. God but, rest his evil soul. <laughs> but I think if it comes down, I, w- I would be interested to see 
a presidential runoff between Trump and and weekend at Bernie's. At this point, I think they're the only two who could really go head to head because even though Pete, I think he came out a little bit ahead of Sanders out of Iowa, I think Trump would eat him at the debates, literally oh. eat him. Because he'd be like, hey, bunch, little boy. He would <laughs> like, make a bunch of Asian jokes. He would no, be, he'd be very Pete. racist. I'm talking about Pete. Not oh, Andrew. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was talking about Yang. No. Yang oh. could hold his own. Yang's a big dude. He could. He no, could no, no. But I mean, own. he would pull out all that, the whole, you know. Him and his chop sake is going to mess up the... I'm not like, dude. Yang wouldn't even be intimidated by that. But I feel like Pete would get easily flustered. Like, um, Well, because you need someone who's a bit unconventional to go up against right. someone's unconventional. Right. And Bernie, I, I'm sorry to, to start say, yelling at everybody. I wrote the damn bell. Yeah. Shut your damn mouth, you, exactly. you weird-headed freak. Exactly. He's like, at least my hair is weird. Like, you know, you can just see Bernie Sanders, like, really ripping into Trump and then just going back and forth. Like, like I fat, just believe it. He's like, you fat bastard. You got an ugly come over. I wish somebody told you a long time ago. He's like, you're ugly on the inside and the outside. Just ugly. <laughs> how you how ugly bastard have such glorious-looking kids? And nobody really <laughs> likes you. Like, never. No one likes you. Melania is a prisoner. <laughs> why you look like you rub Doritos all over your face? Why you treat? Why do you treat the presidency like a reality TV show? This is real business. It's real. It's real out here in DC. You don't know about real business because you never had one. Ha ha. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, see, we are writing Bernie Sanders debate platform <laughs> right now. <laughs> but see, and here's the problem with if Elizabeth Warren, now nah, I back it up. If Elizabeth Warren was run was the presidential candidate, we were running to the same issue that we had with HRC. Mm. Because she's a woman, yes, people, you would still have the deplorables come out and speak badly about her, and Trump would go in all in on Aww. her. And if she fights back and gets all, they're gonna be like, "Oh, look at oh, her! She's look so at her. She emotional. She's this. She's that." Which I tell you guys the truth, and I swear by goodness, Donald Trump's the most emotional, unstable, ridiculous leader we could ever have, and he does not have any. Um, something is wrong with him, you know. And so to to say, hey, maybe he needs to be honest. On let's be honest, to say that a woman can't do the job because she's too emotional. I was like, Trump has his little feelings hurt every single day. And Nancy, Nancy, little sweet Nancy, a mother, a grandma, she's not scary. She's smart. He's terrified of her. Every time she does something, he's like, oh, oh. And he can't even think of a good nickname for Nancy. He oh, can't man, even think did you of see one. that during his um, State oh. of the Union? She ripped up. She made the thing all about her. And she's she's a genius. She was like, I'll just rip it up. And he's all, thank you, thank you. Every time he has State of the Union, she does something. You know, to take the attention away from him and the stupid lies that he said. We created 23 million jobs, and it's all thanks to me. Lowest black youth unemployment rate. And I'm like, number one, who is charting that? And number two, isn't that kind of like a bad thing? Doesn't that mean that there are a whole bunch of black kids who, instead of going to university, have to work? I mean, that's how I see it. I call it servitude. He done brought back slavery. Um, well, it never really left. I do think we've addressed that before. I know, but I'm just saying he's <laughs> like, oh, we got all them ninjas hired. Yes, well, it is what it is. So I do. Nancy's a boss. Like, she is too bad she's not running. 
She might. She she won't. She she's very happy in her position. She is doing an excellent job. I do declare she is doing an excellent job. And that being said, so please. oh, before we let go, since we did go on to like the politics thing, make sure you go on the website for your state if you're in the United States. Make sure that you are registered to vote. Because now that we've gotten the caucuses going, pretty soon it'll be time before the you know it. Caucuses? Early voting. And we don't know in your state how long it has to be between registration and the voting. So make sure you just check your website, get that done, get registered so you are ready to go. Come November, we're going to need all of you. All of All of you. Because we're all in this together. Unfortunately. <laughs> and so just in case... Uh, Jesus, I've. I don't know. I think I think you were going to say something about our website and emailing yes. us. Yeah, if you want to email us, please email us at crossfire.crusade.net, friendlyfire.crusade.net. We'd love to hear from you. Also, in any of the podcast apps of your choosing, please leave us. Please leave us a comment. Comment and, and a rating. And a, and a few stars if you like, because that helps all us. All the stars. Give us all the yes, stars. Five stars. Five, is, five star reviews. Five is most important. Five is highly acceptable. Please. <laughs> because that also helps us with potential interviewers and interviewers. I mean, I, I have advertisers. No advertisers, yes. And, and on that note, I am your boy, Khalid. And I am your girl, Jamise. We're going to check you next time.